Hey, what's up, everybody? Peyton here. Welcome to Discern Daily, a show on the Majesty's Men for seeking truth. My name is Peyton. I'm the host of Discern Daily. Uh, this is episode 19. On the last episode, we spent some time looking at a resource, uh, talking about the public school system and the trajectory that it's headed. And we started talking about whether or not Christians should involve their children in the public school system. Um, or homeschool and things like that. So we talked about that. If that's something that piques your interest, I want to encourage you to go and check out the last episode that we did and join the discussion there. Uh, to be honest, my mind is a little bit frazzled. I've been on the road driving for about five hours today. We spent the weekend uh, away from home. Lately, Macy and I, we celebrated our four-year anniversary of marriage, and we went uh, this is Easter weekend that I'm recording this, and we went and spent some time with some family in Missouri on Macy's side for Easter weekend, and we spent the day driving back, um, but I really felt compelled to do an episode today, so my mind has been uh, all over the place today, so hopefully I'll make some sense in this episode, but I just want to thank you for checking out um, this episode. If you're not following uh, Discern Daily on Twitter, if you're not connecting with us on social media, I'd love to have you go and follow Discern Daily on Twitter so that you can stay in touch with us there. But I am actually, I feel a little bit out of my league on this episode because this is such a heavy and deep topic that um, is worth discussing. But thankfully, just like with every episode of Discern Daily, I'm pointing you to a resource, uh, an article, a video, a book of some sort that is not produced by me. But it's something I came across, and I found something valuable in it, and I'm pointing you to it in hopes that you will check it out, and hopefully it encourages you in your faith and um, really strengthens you or challenges you or inspires thought, things like that. And this article that I'd like to highlight in this episode is definitely thought-provoking. Now, I want to basically... The, the big picture here of this episode is I want to encourage all of you Christians in the fact that if you're saved, it's because the entire Trinity was involved in your salvation. Um, th- at first, this may not seem like that big of a deal, but at the at the end of this episode, I hope that you are overwhelmed with the encouraging truth that the entire Trinity is involved in our salvation, not just Jesus Christ. So in this episode, I wanted to highlight an article that I found on Table Talk Magazine, which is an outreach of Ligonier Ministries. And this article um, was published in April this month, uh, 2019. It's titled, For Whom Did Christ Die? by Ryan McGraw. And obviously, if you're checking this out, if you're looking at this episode on the main page um, that we have of Discern Daily, you'll see a link for the full article. I want to encourage you to go and check it out and read the whole thing. Um, But this article is really highlighting and and diving deep into the topic of atonement. But there's a few things in it that I really wanted to pull out and highlight for us here that points to the entire Trinity getting involved with our salvation. So I just want to rifle through a few of the quotes quotes of Ryan McGraw in the article, and then get to a few thoughts of my own. So Ryan in his article, For Whom Did Christ Die, writes, quote, 
I came to Christ by understanding that God counted our sin to his son in order to count his incarnate son's righteousness to us. And he highlights in parentheses 2 Corinthians 5.21. As soon as someone pointed out that all people must be saved if Christ did these things for all people, I was sold on limited atonement, end quote. And I, I need to pause real quick because this idea of limited atonement um, is kind of one of those um, doctrines that is misunderstood. It, it has some things that people don't quite understand when they hear limited atonement. A few things might come to their mind. Um, but, f- but to put it into layman's terms, the way that I understand it is that the finished work of Christ upon the cross um, was a finished work. But who was the finished work for? Was it, was it a finished work that is applied and, and applicable for all people of all time? In other words, his finished work upon the cross as the final sacrifice for sins, whose sins did he sacrifice for? Um, because the way I understand it, since God is good and since God is just, he punishes sin one time. So every sin that we've ever committed, um, he punishes someone. He punishes either us or he punishes Christ, but he doesn't pay for the sin um, in Christ and in us. It's either Christ or it's us. That's the way I understand it. And if we don't understand that the, the finished work of Christ is only applied to those who have faith in Christ, then it gets kind of confusing, uh, for me at least, in understanding, did God just pay for the sin that someone else is going to pay for later? But rather, sin is punished once. That's, that's how I understand it. Um, anyway, so I've spent some time wrestling with that, and, and, that's, and what Ryan is saying here about limited atonement and the fact that um, if Christ paid for sins, then that must mean all people are saved, but that's universalism, and that's not something that the Bible teaches. Instead, the Bible teaches that the finished work of Christ is applied to those who have faith in Christ, but those who have faith have faith because they've been given faith as a gift by the Father, um, which is places like Ephesians 2 talk about. Um, but moving on, the, the overview of the article um, really hits on two big questions that Ryan poses and, and answers really well in the article. So Ryan writes, quote, We can best understand the fact that Christ came to save his people and them only from their sins, Matthew 121. By rooting Christ's death in the saving work of the whole Trinity and by answering two common questions, and end quote. So he, he basically says, quote, Why then do some passages of Scripture seem to universalize Christ's death? Example, 1 John 2, 2, end quote. And then the second question that he basically answers in the article says, quote, does limited atonement limit the gospel offer to the elect only? End quote. So those two major questions is the basic overview premise of what Ryan is seeking to answer and accomplish in his article. 
But but I want to get to the meat and taters. I want to get to what I found was extremely encouraging for me. And that is the entire Trinity is involved in our salvation. So I want to read basically a, a, a chunk of his article that highlights and celebrates and I believe hits the nail on the head as far as salvation involving the whole entire Trinity. So Ryan writes, quote, The united work of the Trinity shows clearly why Christ died for the elect only. The Father chose believers in Christ before time began, Ephesians 1, 4-5. The Holy Spirit is the Father's seal of ownership on the elect, verses 13 through 14 from Ephesians 1. No one receives the the things of God or confesses that Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 16 and 12, verse 3. The Father calls his elect to Christ by his word and spirit, 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18, James 1, 18. The Trinity is undivided and indivisible. Christ's death extends as far as the Father's electing purpose, Acts 2.23, and the Spirit's affecting power, 13 verse 48, end quote. Guys, that right there is the meat and taters. Like, that has so much in it worth celebrating. Um, I want to rifle through two more quotes really quick from Ryan and get into some thoughts. So he, he writes, quote, It is not that the Father chose some and the Spirit changes some while Christ died for all. The Father saves by particular election, the Son by particular redemption, and the Spirit by particular calling. End quote. And he goes on to say also, quote, God is triune and the atonement is a unified Trinitarian act in purpose, production, and perfection. End quote. This right here in reading those, I'm sure you're getting a great understanding and you're feeling uh, truth like boil up inside you and just make you want to jump around and dance, or at least it does for me. Guys, the entire Trinity has been involved in our salvation. If we are saved, it's because God chose us before the foundations of the world Christ came and he died the sacrificial death that we all deserve to die. And the Spirit is the one who fills us and gives us understanding, empowers us and seals us with promise, um, helping us to understand the Word of God and to walk in holiness and righteousness according to the will of God. It's the entire Trinity that's involved in our salvation. And I believe this is so foundational and fundamental if we're going to have a right understanding of the gospel and of God, if we're going to walk and bear fruit in keeping with repentance, it's so good. So I just, I want to encourage you to go and check out this whole article because it has a lot of great things to um, think about. So I want to basically highlight actually a second resource in this episode. As you know, there's things that I find that I believe are so good and I just want to put in front of everyone and say, hey, this person over here has this great resource. You have to go check it out. Um, so I try to keep it at one resource per episode, but on this one, I'm going to throw two your way because I just have to. So, you know, this idea of limited atonement can be kind of a controversial subject. 
Um, it can be something that's difficult and more challenging to understand. Um, and so I wanted to throw a resource your way if you're interested in learning more about limited atonement, um, which is part of the five points of Calvinism, and it's I believe it's rooted in the Bible, and this is a great way to articulate and understand what the Bible is teaching. Um, but since Table Talk Magazine is an outreach of Ligonier, I wanted to go to Ligonier and find a great resource to answer what is limited atonement better. And so Dr. R.C. Sproul, um, who I respect and admire, and I never got to meet him in person, but I miss him, even though he's not with us, he's with the Lord now. But on Ligonier, they ha- R.C. Sproul had a resource that was titled, What is Limited Atonement All About? Um well, actually, that's just what I wrote. Let me see what the... Let me open this up here and see what this actually is titled. Okay, so it's actually titled um, Tulip and Reformed Theology Limited Atonement. So this answers what I would call what is limited atonement all about. And so um, I'll just read a brief quote from the resource there so that you get a get a picture of what limited atonement is all about. So it writes, quote, I prefer not to use the term limited atonement because it is misleading. I rather speak of definite redemption or definite atonement, um, which communicates that God the Father designed the work of redemption specifically with a view to providing salvation for the elect and, and that Christ died for his sheep and laid down his life for those the Father had given to him, end quote. So that's Dr. R.C. Sproul on limited atonement. I believe he he provides a lot of good stuff to answer what a limited atonement is all about. So I hope that you will take these resources and actually make time to go and read through them and look through them. But I believe this matters, okay? I think it's an amazing thought to know that if you're saved, it's because the entire Trinity, not just the Son, was involved in your life and saved you. The Father chose you. Christ died the sacrificial death that we deserve, and the Spirit has filled you and empowered you and opened your eyes to this, sealing you with promise. This is truth. This is truth that glorifies God, and it empowers us. And it's, oh my, it's worth thinking about. It's worth studying. It's worth sharing every single day of our lives. So I would love to hear what you think about these resources. I'd love to hear what you think about these beliefs and these convictions. And hopefully you'll connect with us on places like Twitter and Facebook. And let's um, connect. Let's seek the truth together and let's glorify God together. So let me know what you guys think and we'll talk to you guys soon.